Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, news on McCarthy's quest for 218. Number two, the latest on the NDAA and the Omni. And number three, a man arrested for making hundreds of threatening calls to lawmakers. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have some news in what feels like a never-ending story, but it it will eventually end. Uh, We're about three weeks from Kevin McCarthy's quest to get 218 on the House floor. Uh, and we have some news related to this effort and what House Republicans are pushing for, where McCarthy is seemingly willing to bend, uh, and where there's still some friction points. Yeah, well, he is. Uh, yesterday there was a, um, uh, a rules forum. Um, this is a, a House rules um, uh, kind of listening session, I suppose is the best way to say it. Um, and, uh, the motion to vacate was discussed, but so were a bunch of other policies. And let's, um, let us run through some of these. Number one, house Republicans, uh, plan to reinstate what's called the Holman rule. This is a rule that allows members of con- or the, the majority theoretically, um, but the majority of the house to, to zero out certain appropriations accounts and the salaries of government officials. Now, this is a, uh, um, we reported this back in August that they were looking at it, but it looks like it will happen. Uh, the Democratic Senate is going to have a say also in the new in the new power construct in Washington as to um, what ends up in appropriations bills. Joe Biden will have to sign bills. So this is a, a relatively limited effort from House Republicans. But listen, this kind of shows that the GOP is going to want to uh, take a sledgehammer, not a scalpel to many different um uh, parts of federal spending. Uh, yesterday, actually, Anna, this is not in the newsletter, but we put this in the midday edition yesterday. McCarthy said he wants to eliminate wokeism and waste in spending Sounds bills. good. Hard to do, probably. Yeah, wokeism and waste. I And what we wrote in the midday edition is, of course, wokeism is in the eyes of the beholder. So, um, right. uh, uh, you know, I don't think we have a... a uh, a uh, firm definition definition for wokeism, but anyhow, um, House Republicans will also uh, eliminate the paygo rule. This is a a rule that requires legisl- legislation uh, that increases spending or cuts revenue to be offset by spending cuts and or revenue increases. Um, in- instead, Republicans will rely on cut go which is reminds me of the Eric Cantor era. It requires mandatory spending increases to be offset by other. Mandatory spending decreases. Uh, Now, important to note here, the House typically waives rules like this when they when they don't want to use them. There's been an effort in the House GOP to not waive rules, to keep rules in place um, uh, that are keep, you know, the conservatives say we have all these rules in the House in the House and we waive them all the time. Uh, There are actually every single day. We, uh, uh, we we cover bills that are considered under suspension of the rules. Now that is a uh, uh, a um, mechanism that requires a two thirds majority to get a bill through the Congress um, or through the House, but it really just waives the House rules. It puts aside the House rules. Republicans are going to have to rely a lot less on that. Uh, we are told in the new majority. Number three, McCarthy committed once again to the seventy two hour rule, putting bills out seventy two hours before they're considered. 
the leadership is fine with this, but the reality is it's going to require it's going to screw up the congressional schedule a good deal because um, if there's a must pass bill, people are going to have to stay in on the weekend for it. So I could tell you that that. A lot of this is saber rattling, and but I, I do believe there will be a, a, a number of Republicans enough to take down a bill that will require 72 hours to review bills. Uh, I'm just telling you, I could I hear this every single day. I mean, the Republicans who are insisting on these things are just saying, like, it is time to change the culture of the institution. And in a 222 seat majority, that's going to be a problem because there are four or five people who believe that every bill should be out for 72 hours before um, being considered. So, Anna, what say you? I'm skeptical. Yeah, of course. Of course, you have to be skeptical. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, I'm just saying, I, I think, sure, I think, I mean, they're going to agree to a lot of this stuff. I, I think changing culture and the idea that a lot of members of Congress want to stick around over the weekend so that they can, quote unquote, read the bill, as we've heard for a long time, I am, yeah. You know, got will be. I'll be very interested in six months to see how many weekends Congress is in session, considering that they're never in session, and that you know it, it'll be. I'm just saying, I it, it's a great talking point. It's something they clearly fundamentally believe, and I, I'm not discounting that. I just I have a hard time believing it in practice will work the way that they're talking. Yeah, for sure. I, and and by the way, you could come back on a Monday and pass something instead of working over a weekend, but but. If a bill is like if there's a must pass piece of legislation, it's just going to complicate it. Actually, I would argue um, this is a self-defeating push because <laughs> the leadership and the and the House Republican majority should be required, should be have the not be required, but should have the leeway, let's say, to, you know, to to they just should have leeway. That's it. They should have leeway. They that that's what the leadership says, and I I tend to agree here that the that it's it's important to have some to have some flexibility as to when you're taking legislation up. That all said, um, you know this is the start of a new majority. They believe that winning 222 seats has given them the um the mandate to change the institution, and and uh, here we are. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We are focused on the lame duck and right now the week-long funding bill and nda are moving forward albeit very slowly the senate still hasn't agreed to move forward on a week-long continuing resolution designed to avoid a government shutdown or the annual defense authorization bill but it feels like we're going to be finding out more on both of these topics pretty quickly today if you look at government funding first on wednesday the house passed a short-term government funding bill that will keep federal agencies open through next Friday, December 23rd, the current funding deadline is tomorrow at midnight, uh, and now the Senate needs to move. Yeah, they do. Um, the NDAA and the CR, I mean, the NDAA could slip until next week, which would um, uh, complicate the omnibus, theoretically, if we ever see an omnibus. Remember, we have a top-line number. It's not public. We don't know what the breakdown is. Uh, and uh, uh, the, a CR needs to pass quite quickly. Now, remember, any one member of Congress could slow down any piece of legislation. Any one member of the Senate could slow down any piece of legislation. Um uh, there's no, you know, there at the, on the on the NDAA. There's no time agreement, uh, and and um, 
that could happen. There could be a time agreement for passage today. We'll see. You know, there's a two-hour delay, Anna, today in D.C. public schools, so maybe some members of Congress are going to be slow slow to get there. It's icy out there, so be careful. Uh, um, but uh, remember, the CR extends government funding for um, a week until the 23rd. Uh, we're just on a huge time crunch. I know we say this every day, but CR this week, NDAA perhaps this week, and government funding um, next week is just a big, big uh, mess. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at what the different amendments are going to be on the NDAA, uh, that's going to be something very interesting. You have Manchin pushing for permitting reform. You have Republicans pushing for an amendment by Senators Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson that would reinstate members of the armed forces who were kicked out for refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, Going to be really interesting to see, you know, are these the amendments that get added? Is there anything else? Um, you know, just a lot happening here. It's, it's that end of year push that feels... Like it's very predictable, but at the same point, uh, they need to make a lot of headway here on quite a few things. Headway very quickly, yes. All right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. A man was charged, Jake, with making hundreds of threatening calls to members, a Washington State man. He's been indicted from allegedly making repeat, repeated threats against members of Congress. Of course, we've talked about this on the podcast uh, and and privately as well, just the number of uh, issues that lawmakers and the Capitol Police Force are dealing with, particularly in the wake of the attack on Paul Pelosi. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, one of the continuing stories, Anna, of this Congress and this era of politics, the... Um, just the sheer number of threats and uh, the like against members of Congress. This man has made vile anti vile anti-Semitic um, uh, threats and comments to members of Congress and uh, threatening to kill them. Um, uh, the indictment, which I'm not going to go through just because it's so disgusting, is um, uh, we've linked to in the newsletter. So you should check it out if you want to see just how um, how vile people have, have become in today's day and age. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share The Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. And you can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.